Welcome to Unleashing Sister Saints, a podcast focused on strengthening women's faith in Jesus Christ and helping them wrestle through the sometimes complex gender and cultural dynamics in the church. I'm Dr. Susan Madsen, a global expert in women and leadership, a mama four, and a devoted member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I love the word unleash, hence the name of this podcast. In each episode, I include research, personal experiences, and a challenge to help you feel free to bring your whole self to the Lord's work. Now, in this week's episode, I want to discuss the link between the gender pay gap and religiosity. Now, there was some interesting research presented at an academic conference I attended in 2019, and it was published the following year. The conference paper was titled, Hidden Costs of Prayer? How and Why Religiosity Influences the Gender Wage Gap. So what I want to do is give you a little background. First of all, the gender pay gap is very complex. I call it a wicked problem, not an unrighteous problem. A wicked problem means a complex problem. There are just, it's kind of an interconnected web between individual choices, but organizational practices and policies and also societal norms. So let me give you a little background that the authors of the study I'm going to tell you about put in their literature review. They didn't do this study just for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It was all religions. So religious So religion operates as a macro force affecting the collective gender attitudes and behaviors of societal members. So a larger portion of religious supporters and attenders in a society leads to greater inequality across genders. That's known. Religious cultures advocate for pronounced differentiation between men and women. So what I'm saying is in more religious cultures, you see more conversations about men should do this and women should do this. And often in in these cultures, there's an increase of women being, quote, cherished and protected. And this special treatment fosters benevolent sexism with an underlying assumption that women are weak and need men's protection. They also, these authors, talked about religious societies and those dynamics that are associated reinforce patriarchal norms that are then linked specifically to the gender wage gap. So they said, quote, religion cultivates beliefs that men's roles are public and economic and women's role is private and domestic. And at the core, most religions espouse that men and women are fundamentally different by divine design, which ascribes less value to women. End of quote right there. And what we know from the research is that that's actually true, that women's work, women's unpaid work, women's paid work often is less valued than men's. So one one more quote, each major religion fosters cultural values of gender differentiation, male dominance, patriarchy, sexist attitudes, and non-progressive attitudes towards women. I know that's kind of harsh, but I thought it was interesting and it really aligns with experiences that women see in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, let me tell you about their study. They drew from sociological theories of religion, and they had two data sets, one of 130 countries worldwide and then the other of 50 states in the United States. And so what they did was looked at more religious countries 
and states and compared some of the results of the less religious states and countries. And from the literature, they looked deeply at three things that they had seen that affected the pay gap. So the first is fertility rate. So generally speaking, in more religious states and more religious countries, you tend to have higher fertility rates. Women have more children, basically. And what was interesting is, although some studies have found this, in this particular study, that was the least influential um, element of the three that fertility rate. The second was that in more religious societies, they did find that there are significantly less women in power. And they look specifically at political power. So you look at things like the number of women in the state legislature, the percentage, and at the national level. So in more religious societies, you just have less women in power. And I will tell you, I don't have time now to go into the details, but women's voices and power in those powerful positions are so critical to um, how women are treated and family. So many public policies around family issues are moved forward significantly more by women than they are by men. And so that's the second. So that one was very impactful. So the last one is disturbing a bit. And what they found is from the research that's been you know, used for years, what we know that more religious societies tend to have higher sexual objectification. And we know that with the work I'm doing in Utah as well, with higher levels of, of sexual objectification, Cosmetic surgery even is one element, body image issues and so forth. So, but what they found, these researchers, is that sexual objectification or those elements of that absolutely impacted the gender pay gap. So three things again, fertility rate, which wasn't shown impactful in this study, but in some other studies it has. So women take more career breaks. Um, but the two were pretty profound, again, in more religious societies, less women in power. When you have less women in power, you tend to have more of a gap um, in terms of pay. And then third, in societies where you have higher levels of sexual objectification, you tend to have wider levels or broader or you know wider gap in pay. So think about that. I think that was really interesting. But is it right? Now, the pay gap is complex, and women make certain decisions. We're socialized into that. But still, when you weed through all of the, that, more religious societies end up having a bigger amount of what we call just sexism, discrimination in pay gap. And at the Utah Women in Leadership Project, we found um, in a few different studies, a lot of evidence of of women just being told, um, you don't need as much money as men, which is illegal to do these days, but we have lots of evidence of that. So I think it's interesting. Now, what I wanted to share now is a great quote by Joseph F. Smith. This was 1895. Think about that, 1895. And of course, you know, he was prophet in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he said this, shall a man be paid higher wages than is paid to a woman for doing no better than she does at the very same work? Shall the avenues for employment be multiplied to men and diminished to women by the mere dictum of selfishness of men? Yet 
many of these unwholesome conditions do exist, and that too vastly to the detriment of women. Isn't that interesting? So even back then, he said, you know, that doesn't make sense for women doing the same exact work to be paid less than men. But so many decades later, here we are in the state of Utah and beyond, but in the state of Utah specifically, we have one of the widest, we're actually 50th of 50 states, according to one of the rankings this past year on the gender pay gap. So what does this all mean? Well, first, let me tell you one of my experiences. I know when I took my first full-time job after having kids, my husband was making enough to support the family. I had worked part-time, which helped through the years, but I knew I wanted to work full-time again. And I knew I was going to be a professor and had a limited number of options because we weren't going to move. We wanted to stay in Utah. I remember when I went through the interview process to become a professor initially decades ago, that the interim, that the interim dean at the time told me that he could only pay me a certain amount, which was really low. And I was okay with that because I wanted to work and I was driven to do it anyway. But I was also socialized that women needed to sacrifice and serve and it was okay to take less if I didn't desperately need it. Maybe I also thought I didn't deserve to do to get more. Let me say that again. Maybe I also thought that I didn't deserve to be paid more. I'm really not sure. So at the time, a different dean came in right when I started working, and he was an HR scholar and an expert. And about two to three months later, he called me down to his office and he said, I just saw your salary and it's unacceptable. And he knew by then that I was a great worker and I was doing, I was a mover and shaker. And he immediately at that day went over to HR, got things resolved, back paid me and said, never do that again. Never take less than your worth. And I learned from him. Yet we're so socialized in different ways to do, uh, to say and be different things because of uh, the dynamics and gender. So what does all this mean in for our religion? Well, I think we need to work harder in religious societies, in our societies, to resolve these issues because it really impacts women's lives. And even if you take out women's choices and career breaks and, and negotiation things and all of that, what we know in more religious societies is there is more discrimination. There is more sexism. And it just comes. And most, most of the time, people don't see it. But understanding the reasons behind the pay gap helps us make a better impact. All women don't have husbands that, like I do that stay at home and make a pretty good living. There are so many single moms now that need every penny they're paid. And when we have a gender pay gap and there is discrimination, it really impacts people's lives negatively. It's not right when women with the same backgrounds and education and experience get paid less. And I believe God would say that's not right. So my challenge to you this week is to read some of the editorials and articles I've written on the paid gap because it does exist and society cannot explain it all away. We need to lessen the discrimination factor within our own spheres of influence. So write some of the thoughts down in your journal after reading a couple of those articles. I do think 
we need to be more aware of it and take action as sisters in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So please follow Unleashing Sister Saints on Facebook and Instagram for more information and to stay up to date. And if you like a particular issue or a show in general or the show in, or the show in general, please share it with others. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Dr. Susan Madsen, and I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world.